So, you've somehow found your way to Eterna. Well, I certainly don't pity you. While this place can be difficult, trust me when I say there are far worse places you could have ended up. There's nothing to be done for it anyway, so you might as well sit back and grab a tankard. I hear it helps if you drink. Don't worry, we'll put it on Riley's tab. So eventually you all fall asleep. Whatever dreams those of you who fell asleep earlier may have been having will begin to fade away. You are in a space that's fairly familiar to where when you went to sleep. Uh, except something seems odd. <clears throat> you stand uh, together. Uh, you stand together in the storage room. The boxes once again where they were uh, prior to your investigation. Your surroundings are lit better. There are torches and sconces, but every flickering shadow seems to dance more animately than would be normal, almost as if the, the shadows themselves were dancing flames. Everything is tinted, tinged with a dull orange light. And you stand together, confused, disoriented. Hadira will sigh loudly and be like, Well, at least it's better than dreaming of Abaddon. I'm sorry, I must be mistaken. I have no idea what's going on. Would someone like to fill me in? Where's everyone else? Where's Box? I, I mean, if, if there's just, like, silence, he's gonna, like, stomp off into the other room over here and... Box! Lark, Clint. There's this room too is well lit with sconces, um, a few tables. Uh, spot the room that, uh, or absent rather, uh, last time you entered this room, and uh, a warm uh, feeling to the place is is. Uh, like heat that wasn't there as well is present. Uh, and you can smell a faint scent of manure and slightly moist, decaying hay. Uh, do, do we have, like, all of our equipment on us? Yeah. Okay, so I just kind of, like... You find yourself with a longbow in hand. Oh. I, I'll, sh like, string that over my shoulder and like use my quarter staff as like a walking stick and I'll like shove the door over here open and uh, start making my way towards the stables you know box if it's dark I'll cast light no it's lit so you continue down that way uh what is everybody else doing leaf is stormed out of the room shouting for box and uh Clint and everyone else just so you're aware we can see the whole map right now oh whoopsie daisies yeah, don't don't scroll around no one look. Divert your gaze. No, no, you're supposed to screenshot it so he doesn't know you have a copy of it. Did that fix it? Yeah. Um, no. No? <laughs> it's just slightly tinted now. Alright, there we go. Okay. Oh, Lord. So, I, I mean, as Leaf wanders off, Riley's going to kind of, like, confusedly follow behind him, gesturing for uh, Adira and Foresight to come with. Uh, still completely confused about what's going on. 
Which, uh, Riley, you would find yourself um, wearing not your studded leather armor, but rather a suit of normal fancy leather armor. Uh, a familiar suit of fancy leather armor, if you will? Yes. Interesting. And, um, like, glancing back at a deer in foresight and then glancing ahead at Leaf, are they all carrying the uh, equipment that was handed out? Yes. Uh, Foresight has the gauntlets on, and Adira has the thigh at her side. Interesting. I think Riley's going to, um, as he stumbles from the room we started in, uh, into the room with Leaf, just mentioning out loud to the party, I'm pretty sure I didn't fall asleep wearing this outfit, holding out his arms and just kind of like gesturing to the, the armor he's wearing. Dreams are strange things. And I'm thoroughly convinced that whenever I fell asleep, we had four more people in the room with us. Box! Yeah, and I mean, uh, I'm assuming we're all just going to kind of move forward. Yeah. So, you proceed into the stables, and there are horses in the stables. They do not uh, react particularly foully, but as uh, I would like to note that as you pass through that hallway leaf... Uh, like near the middle of the hallway, you get that sort of uh, that dread feeling again. So the the thin hallway by where Riley's standing. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, I I guess like I would step into the room and then just kind of like halt and you see he kind of like hunkers down and he just starts kind of like looking around like. Uh... Now once you exit the hallway, the feeling goes away. So it's just the hallway then. Yes. All right. Uh, so he, he kind of he he gets into the hallway. He kind of gets that panicky feeling, and uh, he kind of like glances around really quick and darts into the the stables. So once the feeling eases, he kind of like turns around and about faces toward Riley. He's like, "Something's wrong. Something's very wrong." Are Are you feeling all right? No, this place is wrong. Well, there's horses here now, so that's one thing. Um, and then glancing over his shoulder, Riley, Riley will say to Adira, you mentioned this is like a dream? Well, I went to sleep and now I'm not in the same place and I didn't wake up in my bed. It's a dream. Sure, but this seems a bit more too realistic for a uh, dream. Dreams are strange things. What is Foresight's input, if any, in this? Or reaction? What is he doing? He is notably quiet. Withdrawn is a good word. Impassioned indifference. Out of curiosity, since I think the question of like reality kind of has Riley's head spinning, the the horses who don't seem to really who seemed kind of indifferent to us, if he like slowly tries to reach out for one, if he can touch it, does it feel like a living, breathing horse? Make me a general charisma check, or handle animal if you have one. That's a general charisma check. Nine. It kind of, like, backs away from you as you hold your hand out to it. Curious. Most curious. Uh, Riley's not going to press the issue with the poor horse. Okay. Adira, uh, Foresight, are you going to advance into the uh, thing as well? Into the stables? Sure. Um, Adira is not nearly so concerned about all this as she thinks it's, she's just dreaming. Okay. Alright, so, um, you're opening the door, Leaf. You want to go outside? Yeah, uh, I, I assume that, like, they're, I was, I was stopped by the doors. 
or some such. Uh, yes, they are closed. Um, yeah, so... And there was a thing. Uh, dramatically fling them open. You dramatically fling them open. Make a perception, all of you. Hmm. 21. 15. Um, foresight's just eyes on the ground, I guess. All right, so... Oh, important question. Is the rope still there? Yes. Okay, then he'll eyes on the rope. Then. Okay. So I, I do have a question. Uh, who amongst you, I mean, I think I already know for Adira, but who amongst you think this is just a dream that you are in and these are just figments, that everybody around you is a figment of your dream? Uh, Leaf is not ready to accept that this is not real yet. Okay. Uh, what about Riley and Forsyth? Uh, Riley's definitely Riley's uncertain. uncertain. Uh, has told him that it's a dream, and he wants to believe her because she seems to have a, a confidence about her on that. But just from personal experience, he honestly has no idea. So he finds difficulty in um, not accepting it for how it looks. Oh, um, f- everybody's at full health too. So if you were at damage, you're at full health. Uh, and as far as Forsyth's concerned, he's not going to make any judgments one way or the other until he has more information. Okay. So, the 15 and the 14 will realize that there are sounds, some sort of clamoring, uh, kind of in the distance, echoing around the building. Uh, you can't really place it extremely well uh, but the sky, the clouds above uh, are like they have a dull orange glow like reflecting off of them like you know how clouds look like when there's a stadium and stuff and you can see the light off of them it's similar to that now what Riley, Riley Morheim notices uh is that these sounds are the sounds of combat. They're the sounds of battle and not just a couple of people going at it. It sounds like large groups of people fighting it out. Uh, he also notices a smell of, uh, of burning wood and fire. Well, uh, upon noticing that, he'll, um, like, Leaf has already, like, pushed open the door, so he'll just put a hand on Leaf's shoulder, standing right next to him, and say, listen carefully, in the distance, the sound of battle, a skirmish, and the smell in the air is that of fire. If there's someone fighting, it, it, they could be attacking our companions. We were supposed to be the only people out here. I agree, it's worth checking out. Adira, Forsyth. He's a silent follower. Yeah, I think Adira just more or less figures this is a magical place. We've seen ghosts. There's, you know, all kinds of weird shit that goes on. Maybe the, the, uh, shit, plane of dreams is affecting it as well. Okay. So she's, she just doesn't think it's real. All right. She knows for a fact she went to bed. So, uh, Leaf, uh, Riley, do you proceed out into the courtyard? And Adira, do you follow them? Tugging your yep. along? Yeah, she'll follow. I think that's a resounding yes. Oh. What, which direction is the sound coming from? Is it like toward the outer wall to the south? 
Uh, it seems to be echoing from around the building, but you can't tell if it's more, like, east or west. It just generally northish around the building somewhere. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of, like, follow my ears. All right. If you want to point me in the right direction or just move. Yeah, just generally kind of northish. It sounds like it's probably on the other side of the building somewhere. Uh, and you would notice that in the gatehouse, the gate is closed. The portcullis dropped. Oh. Oh, that's not good. Then, uh, yeah. Uh, and once y'all are out in the courtyard, uh, go ahead and roll me another perception. Can do, boss. Can do. 18. 17. 11. 11. 17. Alright. So, Riley, I feel like with the direction you walked off, you're more looking at the wall. Uh, the big outer wall. And you would probably take notice that it looks different. It looks like there aren't trees growing through it and roots busting up the, ro the rockwork. Uh... Everybody else would probably take swift note of this, but also turn their eyes up to the higher point of the uh, of the keep, to the tower, uh, or Castile, whatever it would be called. My bad with not knowing words. Uh, and for a brief moment, see a figure standing in one of the windows. An imposing-looking figure, who then steps away. Uh, while he's looking at the uh, front wall, Riley will say aloud, uh, mostly for Leaf's benefit, as Leaf is kind of rushed off towards, I guess, going towards the inside of the keep. Riley will say, um, uh, "Leaf, a moment. If you look at these walls, the they're not overgrown. This doesn't appear to be the same keep that we walked into." Perhaps Adira might be right. This might not be entirely... Though I'm not sure. As he kind of looks at his uh, injured hands while talking. It is still injured. Everything feels very real. Yeah, and I think that's the realization he was coming to as he's like, yeah, no, this all might not be real. But then he's like, no, but I feel real. This all feels real. If that's true, then why us four? Where have the others gone? Because we hold the four items. They're affecting our dreams. Yeah, Riley just points to the bow that Leaf's carrying, the armor that he's now wearing, and the sigh Adira has at her hip, and the gauntlets that Foresight is definitely wearing. <laughs> he just never takes them off. Uh, then I, I just kind of like unshoulder the bow and I huck it at the ground. Uh, you throw it on the ground. So you say the, the items are cursed? I'm not saying they're cursed. Look, he played a game with a ghost. There is obviously strong emotional and magical ties in this place. We were handling these items before bed. It probably makes us more susceptible to seeing whatever those ghostly specter magic whatever imprints are when you're asleep you can't block shit like that out uh leaf um go ahead and make me a knowledge planes history or local check 
I will give you all three. Names, history, local. That was a 20, a 22, and an 18. All right. So you would know that elves, perhaps it's not known to be a strong thing for yourself, but some elves have a strong tie to dreams and and such, and there are those who would walk in dreams. Uh, and this vaguely reminds you of stories you've heard from such dreamwalkers. Uh, there's not much known about the plane of dreams or how it plays into it. Uh, so you don't know that much about it, although you do know that the plane of dreams does exist and uh, it likely plays a role. Um, and as far as your knowledge history goes, um, with what you've overheard uh, Clint talking about, uh, like you didn't notice any traps on your way out, like the traps you had tri tripped in the in the stables before, they weren't there. That primitive, uh, sort of jerry-rigged, like, stand-on-it trap for the poison, it wasn't there. The, uh, the rock buckets weren't there. Uh, while you didn't take a direct look into the stables, you would assume that a stable with a horse likely did not have a crossbow trap in it. He'll just kind of, like, rub his forehead for a second and glare at the castle say uh so if, if you're saying this is some sort of dream i've heard of uh other elves doing some sort of dream walking before uh i've, I've never adhered much to that type of practice but if this were to be some sort of dream what do you propose we do well my thought would be that since it's probably influenced by the emotions that are imprinted here, the spirits. Perhaps if we look around while we're in this state and while we're waiting to wake up, we will figure some things out that we couldn't make sense of before, such as that contraption. Perhaps, but I would also note that the building in its current state has uh, altars for demonic runes in it. Uh, and I can only imagine that our uh, dreaming state might make us more susceptible to those sorts of magics. We have to be careful. You should always exercise caution where demons are concerned. Pick up that cursed bow, and uh, uh, so shall we? So in this moment, uh, the two stumps that were in the courtyard before are actually full trees. Uh, now, but in this very moment, this one here, a bolt of orange lightning falls from the sky. The bark explodes off of it in every direction, uh, and it too, uh, kind of, it's it's steaming and smoking as so there's a loud, resounding blast. Yes, perhaps we ought to move inside. Kind of glad Box wasn't here to see that. That is uh, it's a very sad, sad story. But yeah, let's let's go look 
in this place now. I assume the door's unlocked. Yeah, the door was unlocked. Alright. Otherwise, I just kicked it down. <laughs> That's the proper way to enter doors during games like these. You should kick every door open. Unless you have no strength, then, you know. Say, so did you want us to just walk around until we stumbled into something, or...? Well, we will, we will see. Foresight, what's up? Uh, he's definitely just kind of out of it. Obviously, he's going to keep up when he feels the slack of the rope uh, be reduced significantly, but... Alright. It's a good thing we have you tied off. Yeah, no, he was going to just stand there otherwise. I knew what I was doing. Maybe we can get you, like, a skateboard or something, so you don't even need to walk. She can just kind of, like, pull you around. Alright, so Adira will go through the door first, then. Damn it, Tinder's floating disc doesn't exist in this game. What doesn't exist? Tinder's floating disc. The spell that just makes a disc that floats and follows uh, the caster. Yeah, it does. It's just called it floating does. disc, though. Yeah. Oh, okay, that will explain why I didn't find it. Yeah, in Pathfinder, all of the, like, name, then spell name, spells have the name cut off. But Foresight, you're the last one to go through the door. I would like you to make me a perception check, please. Uh, 21. 21. All right. You, as um, they progress down whichever hallway they're going and they go out of sight, uh, I think in your super, you kind of take a quick glance around and you see a strange creature standing just inside the gatehouse on the inside uh, you can't exactly tell if it's staring at you or staring at everything it has pink pulpy flesh twisted and stretched over its body it doesn't have any eyes on its face but it does have a gnashing maw it's roughly humanoid to bulbous wings covered in oversized uh, eyes that seem to stare in every direction at once but a couple of the largest seem to pierce you and it just stands there I'm just gonna presume I've never seen anything like this before nope okay so that confirms a few things um you say it stands yeah it has it stands on two legs like, its arms are oversized and, like, hang down to, like, its ankles. Mm. Okay, but, uh, so, it like, does, almost like an orangutan? Kind like of. Super long arms? Yeah. Very muscular, very, uh, very fleshy. No no fur or hair whatsoever on its body. Okay. Um. Everybody repeat after Tracy. Fuck Charlie. <laughs> um, if I just, like, lifted my hand and like waved at it uh more of the eyes look at you um yeah he's he's just gonna say hey uh hopefully loud enough for his uh group to hear uh i would say if you're doing it hopefully loud enough then they would hear you yeah, yeah. and a deer would probably immediately notice that like the rope actually tugs yeah. at a certain point she'd turn around to see what he was doing uh so you come out and and you look. Yeah, I mean she was just in the doorway, so. Okay. So uh. Uh. So you come out. Uh, make me a perception check. I said I got rolled a thirteen. 
would it be at least easier seeing as she could look at me and then see exactly where I'm staring? Uh, it would not. In fact, that would probably make it harder. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you got an 18, you said? 13. 13. Well, that's still enough. Uh, I drop a file. Foresights, and it's in rocks, and because he's seen it, and it's in Adira. Uh, if you will look into your handouts, there should be something labeled Charlie. Uh, Fuck Charlie. For you, Adira, it, at- it appears that this creature is standing not in the gatehouse, but up on the battlements uh, roughly over here. I don't have it. No, you don't have it because you haven't seen it. Oh, that's good then. I'll just, um, I'm going to kind of tug on the rope and be like, come on, Foresight. All right. But you would also notice that Foresight is looking in a notably different direction. He's not going to break eye contact okay. until, like, the, 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 the literally the physical wall breaks it for him. All right. Leaf, Riley, your actions. Uh, I like to think that, like, maybe while uh, Adira was getting pulled back, like, Leaf and Riley, like, began slowly meandering off maybe towards that uh the one room with the sex weapon in it all right uh if if leaf's fine with that yeah check to see if there's any socks hanging on the doorknobs just in case it's occupied that's that's fair that's legit if there was any room to have a battle it'd be the sex weapon room let's make haste (laughs) so i I think it's what down the left path there and basically straight ahead yes so y'all are traveling down the hallway. Yep. And I'm on the wrong fucking layer. Okay. Leaf, if, if that is indeed what Leaf is doing. That is your real name. <laughs> but yeah. If that I'm... is your real name. Yeah. All right. Is Adira tugging, tugging along after them? Yes, yes. I'm following along. I'm gonna take up like the extra slack in the room. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna let poor little Forsyth baby get more than like ten feet from me. All right. So he gonna wander off into the plane of dreams and be lost forever. <laughs> uh, so you are now in that collection room from before, uh, and the weapons that you saw uh, from from prior, the rusted ones that were sitting on the uh, table, they're there. But they are fresh and clean and well tended. You can also uh, hear very obvious sounds, somewhat repetitive, coming from this direction. It sounds kind of like uh, something hitting stone repetitively, like miners. I like to think, yeah, that upon hearing that sound, like Leaf and Riley just like look at each other and then look over towards the door where the sound is coming from and then look at each other again and maybe like slowly start walking over there. Those are distinct noises from the battle sounds, right? Yes, those are definitely distinct. Uh, I'm not sure if we've time to investigate the the random clanking when there's uh, fighting waging elsewhere. You prefer to stay steady and move north? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My conscience wouldn't do uh, if we were to leave that uninvestigated. I admit my curiosity is trying to get the better of me, but I'll, I'll agree with this. Let us stride forward. To the north. Alright, so you enter that room. The sex weapon room, yes. Go ahead and make me perception checks. 19. That's a 13. Alright, you two, as you 
enter the room first. Uh, you would notice, uh, looking across the room, that the mechanism is seems to be in a certain configuration. Uh, different bits and bobs that poked out before and runes are in different positions than they were when you last saw this thing. Now, what Riley notices beyond that, however, is that that altar across the room appears to have someone laying on it. Has it been, uh, like, uh, vandalized with the demonic runes still, or...? Uh, I think I think Leaf is, like, preoccupied with the, the main mechanism, oh. uh, and Riley has noticed the uh, altar in the corner. Yeah, with... Uh, I mean, it's convenient because as much as I'm sure Riley's also curious about the mechanism, one of my first thoughts was, I wonder what the altar's like here. So Riley begins, like, meandering off towards the left side of the room to get a better look at the altar, probably uh, patting Leaf on the shoulder and gesturing towards the altar, wondering aloud if the person who's laying on it is still alive or not. All right. Uh, Leaf, as he does this, you might look over and notice that the door, the fancy door, is open. Um, Freddy Krueger movie style, I will kind of like nudge my way over and poke my nose in. Alright. Adira, you and Foresight enter. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me perceptions, both of you, and anything that you're thinking or want to do. That would be a 16 on my perception check. Okay. And I imagine she's going to go over to the mechanism um try to make note of of anything she can see that's different about it okay uh what did foresight get for perception 10 so that too uh aids in uh or that too takes note of the uh big mechanism uh you would notice that it's like glowing internally somewhat and you would take note of this configuration uh go ahead and make me an intelligence check uh both of you that would be a 17. All right. I'll roll a d20 for you, and I roll a 9. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Foresight, you take a look at it, and you you do a decently good job. Like, you feel like you could remember most of it. Uh, Adira, you do... You, you look around, and you kind of get a mild feeling for, like, how it... How, like, to actually set it in this position. Like, how it would move. And uh, take note of all the, uh, all of the little bits and bobs that make it work. Riley, in the meantime, you push on that way, and Leaf peers into the door. There appears to be a stairwell. Hmm. See, I'll, I'll kind of like stop right there, see the stairs, and uh, say, uh, Riley. And um, depending on how close Riley has gotten to the altar to check on the uh, uh, person on it to see if they're still doing okay, uh, he may or may not hear that, <laughs> I'm imagining. Um, go ahead and make me a perception check. Yay. 24. Uh, you would definitely hear it. But at the same time, you would be peering over at the, uh, at the altar and come to a very swift and sickening realization that... The person lying upon it is a woman, an elven woman, and to put this in a slightly uh, 
tactful way, I suppose, for radio. It looks like she was sacrificed for two. Okay. So uh, I think upon like having that realization, uh, Riley lowers his head, realizing that there's nothing he can do in this uh, for this woman, and um, immediately turn towards Leaf's call and um, like begin stepping away from the the whole scene, and then um, and just slowly walking over to where Leaf is. All right. Uh, the metal door is open. Yes, I see. Is this where you wish to venture, or should we continue trying to head north? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go follow the, toward the battle. This place is—I uh, don't like it. Leaf, you said that you'd heard of elves that walk in dreams. Seldomly. Can they be hurt in their dreams? Uh, would my earlier knowledge checks have given any information on such things? Uh, yes. And yes, they can. And it can be very dangerous to them. Kind of steps towards Adira and say, you know, uh, yes, we certainly can. This is very much a danger. This may not be a good place then for you. I don't think the risk for harm is limited to just me. Well, no, but you are an elf and we're walking through a place with people who hated and would murder else and if whatever powers to be are are causing this dream to be awake and active what do you think is going to happen if they see you uh you've certainly a point but i i still feel compelled to act uh we can't exactly just sit still and hope to wake i'm not sure if that's how this sort of thing uh functions and I guess having listened to uh, all of this, Riley will also step towards the conversation and say, um, the three of you, you needn't concern yourself too much. On my name, I'll ensure that no harm befalls you. But Leaf is correct. I, I think we should move forward and try to figure this out as quickly as possible. Um, do you wear any kind of hood or anything? Not really. He's got long hair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at you, Riley, then, and go maybe look around for a, a cape, a cloak, something to help disguise what he is. A fancy hat. I could give him mine. Like, Forsyth's literally got a cloak that covers almost his entire face. That, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, he'll go ahead and take that off. Doesn't Forsyth kind of look like an elf? Wasn't that the thing? Not really. He well, like he might look half elven would be the best. Okay, but like I would presume anyone. He's obviously Azamar. He he looks like a half elf to anyone who doesn't know what a half anyone that doesn't know what an Azamar is or anyone that's not proficient in identifying elves. I see. Okay, these are good. This is good information. No, because I, I don't think Riley caught on fully when uh, the whole uh, foresight reveal happened way back when. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would like everybody to make perceptions at this time, please. Well, since you said please. 12. 19. 20. 12. Okay, so uh, Leaf and Adira would both hear, like, a door being opened to the south, and then sudden, relatively short sounds of combat and several heavy footsteps. Uh, The other... uh, 
two of you, uh, Foresight and Riley, would notice the um, the sounds of combat, and that's all. Oh. Uh, I guess then Riley will quickly say, if the sounds of combat are coming from the south, he will say, um, quickly then, towards or away? I have no idea. Uh, Riley looks at Leaf. I, I feel compelled to go toward, but I don't know if I'm in the right state of mind to be making decisions. Are these figments or reality? They're dreams, but they're real at the same time. If these are other sapient creatures... I would say it'd be best to help. If they are simply figments, then I would say it's best to avoid any danger is bad for us. Let's think about this situation as a whole. Uh, a lot of things seem to point to this being uh, this place as it was in the past. Uh, perhaps the friend you've made in, in the guard room might be able to assist us? Perhaps. I did want to venture there. Uh, at least to see what's going on in this, whatever state we find ourselves in. Perhaps we can move there next. I'll uh, I'll stay in the back. I, I wouldn't want to be seen. That seems as good a guess as any. Make another perception, please. Okay. Uh, I'll say particularly Riley has the least penalty on this. Well, foresight still fucking shit. Still fucking shit. Gross. Not a fan. I mean, I did not mean to word it that way, but hey. Not a fan. Uh, what did Leaf get? Hit. Alright, goddamn everybody. Very consistent. Okay, so the lot of you would hear the sounds of combat off this direction. Uh, and you you would hear many shouts. Um, Foresight would particularly uh, pick out, prior to Leaf moving, would pick out both uh, Dark Common and Elven voices and shouts. Uh, and it sounds like the Elves are winning. As with each shout, uh, there are less dark common voices grunting and saying things. Uh, I've got- Riley would probably notice this too, though I don't know if he knows Elven or not. He does not know Elven, nope. Okay, so he would just know a language he doesn't understand. I know dark common and Elven. Indeed. But you were over here when you made that check. Oh. But you would have you would have heard the fighting, certainly. Oh. Which I, I think is what probably prompted you to move, yes. Uh, I mean, I was just trying to stick with Riley, since uh, he seems to be head heading headlong into uh, dream-based danger. All right. Well, if you were with him, then you would hear uh, you would hear the same then as him, which you would pick out that there are elven voices as well. So I, I think hearing that before even moving any further towards the west or even through that door, Riley would stop, listen closely at the door for a second, and then since Leaf's right at his side, we'll. Uh, mention to him that he hears the sounds of combat. Uh, he's not sure who's fighting who on the other side. Are you whispering, or are you, uh... uh yeah, he, he's not trying to, um... It, so, Leaf's right next to him, so yeah, he's whispering. Okay. What about Adira and Foresight? What are y'all gonna do? Um, I'm waiting to see which where they're going. If they're going through the store, if they're going somewhere else. Alright, so you're just saying... Uh, she's still very much of the mind that she can't really do anything except wake up. Okay. I hear someone speaking Elven. Perhaps we can help. Is this really a conflict we wish to dra- dive into? Given what we know of the situation we find ourselves in, whether this is a, a dream or some other weird state of reality. But is this a situation that you can stand idly by and just observe? If that were, if that's what we were planning to do, why not just stay in the barn? That is the question, Leaf, that I'm asking myself. My primary concern right now is making sure the four of us 
especially the three of you remain safe in this situation. And I don't want to rush headlong into war. Foresight, Adira, make perceptions, please. 17. 13. You would notice out of the corner of your eye that strange creature again standing here. But as you spin around to look, it vanishes. But what you see, however, are is somebody, possibly several somebodies, gathering up outside this door. Outside what door? The one to the south. I feel like I am just going to back away from that door. Okay. Left or right or right. You can't go into the mechanism. Right. I can go around it, though. All right. Bring her back this way. That's that's the mechanism for say. It's not really a sex weapon. Anything's a sex weapon if you're brave enough. Or clever enough. Or determined <laughs> enough. The three good qualities to making a good sex weapon. Uh, so yeah, you two would notice that Adira and Foresight quickly retreat from that side of the room. And uh, I, th- I think while Leaf and I are having this conversation about whether or not we're going to the west to engage in whatever conflict is going on, Riley's going to say this, the stairs to the southeast, do they lead up or down? Down. Up. Oh. No, th- sorry. I'm sorry if it's not clear. They do lead up. Oh, down or up. Dang it. Directions are hard. <laughs> Perhaps we should have faith in what my gut is telling me. And I would like to take us as Riley will grab uh, Leaf by the forearm and begin gesturing for Adira and Foresight to follow to uh, start heading up down that passage. All right. Away from the conflict to the west. Uh, he doesn't really know there's a con- or people gathering to the south yet, so. Passing by the door, and I see the creepazoid over there, uh, and I-, I will start moving significantly faster. All right. Do Adira and Foresight follow? I guess so. All right. It's what Foresight's best at. So it's weird, like, Sean, you were laughing for, like, 20 to 30 minutes earlier, and then, like, 10 minutes later, I feel like there's all this tension in-game. <laughs> this is what it was supposed to be occupying that time. Don't get me wrong, I like the laughing portion. I did appreciate that. Uh, it's a bonding experience for the group. <laughs> 10 out of 10 will make you laugh like that again. Well, he's like that a lot of the time, so anytime you want to bond, just get him on voice chat. So how's everyone doing? pretty good oh that's good I'm doing my very best to stay in that like somewhat monotone voice and not make a bunch of stupid jokes I think you're nailing it I mean you don't say a lot so that's I mean it's hard to fuck that up I guess especially with a mute button yeah no honestly that's one of the main reasons why I stay muted and one of the reasons why I don't talk a lot so if if I can just take a quick aside while Sean is setting this up, Trey, why did you decide to go with foresight and his personality since you seem to have all this witty repartee at your fingertips? Because I play that character a lot. Like, I, I play the character that has 18 charisma and knows it a lot. And I wanted to try and take a departure from the norm. I see. And how are you feeling about that so far? Uh, it's it's really interesting. Um, it's definitely got me in a much different mind space than I'm used to, or headspace. Yeah, I, I hear that. It's I find it worthwhile to try to, or at least what I've been doing recently when I've been gaming is to try to play outside of my comfort zone just for that new experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's it's been fun. I like this character. Good, good. Uh, every team needs a good heal slut, and foresight is a pretty good one. The funny thing is, he's not even until level 3. Well, he is for our general purposes right now. 
Yeah. But when I get Way on Hand's channel and all of those spells to just cast Cure Light Wounds, it, it, You're telling it's me silly. Riley can just wait into combat knowing that Foresight will be at his back constantly healing him? Yeah, basically. In fact, at a certain point, he can be 30 feet away from you and still have your back healing you. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's why like, I can't wait to get channel positive energy. Then I think I'll have like 14 heals per day. That's tons. That's like millions. It is probably almost a million. Maybe two million. Hopefully, you get, enough, hopefully you get enough XP to get there sometime in the near future. Someday. But uh, can y'all see now? I can see everything. Okay, that, that's good. That's fine. That's, okay. That's all right. It works. You can see things. You are in this chamber now. You've, you've run up the stairs and you're in a chamber. It's well decorated. Uh, and um, like there's tapestries on the walls. There's like a suit of armor that's just decorative like there. Um, there's a lot of really nice good looking stuff in this room and uh, you would probably notice just taking a quick look around the room as you're running that this door is open to the north oh well that's tempting but it's almost too tempting it's almost too obvious <laughs> yeah if we run in and just a quick look around the one door that seems open I mean I think it's safe to say that Riley Sink is probably like someone recently went that way so um in his mind right now, it's just about maybe finding someone up here who maybe isn't in charge of the keep in whatever realm or reality we're in to uh, quickly question before the war ascends up here. All right, and you do hear the sounds of boots on the ground coming up behind you fairly rapidly. Well, then judgment call. Let's go to the north. Does everybody follow or do y'all scatter? Or... Stay together. Yes, the same I'm following. Gotta stick together in Dreamland. Riley, make a perception. Can do. Maybe. It, that's a seven, so maybe I can't. Well, I mean, it's not much. Uh, so you would look off to the right and realize that that door is pretty wide open as well. Or the left. The right. The <laughs> right. There's a fucking wall to your left. Great. Um, in today's yeah. episode, the DM learns directions. Maybe we can go over our numbers next time. Um... But following Riley's train of thought, going through the open doors, maybe hoping to catch someone, I, I guess it's safe to say he'll move off towards the right or the east, whichever you prefer saying. Uh, I prefer right because I always mix up east and west for some reason. I've always done it. You were just mixing up left and right, too, so it's not much better. I don't do that nearly as often. I prefer weast. Weast. Yeah, that's weast. a good one. Weast. Uh, Riley, once again, you're in a very nice room. This one appears to actually um, have some, uh, like, be a hall. Like, this here is like an archway, kind of like it is down in the other thing. And this this room here is like a dining hall. Okay. Ahead of you. It's very decadently, uh, like, not, I wouldn't say royally, but it's definitely... A, a fair notch above uh, in terms of fanciness. Alright. Um, and there seems to be a, a section of like doors to the south-ish. Uh, closed, yes. are they? Uh, they are closed, yes. Okay. So then, first order of business, before I forget, assuming the pol party's following behind Riley, 
Uh, it's just a quick look over his shoulder and ask the party to very quietly but quickly close the doors behind us as we progress. Foresight, that'd be your job. Because you're the last one there. Oh, God, no. Not another job. <laughs> I know, it's tough. Closing doors, man. I forget which way the door closes. <laughs> I guess you just have to try both and see which one you like more. Jeez, oh, man. That's a lot. Alright, I'll try my best. I believe in you. At least one of us does. Uh, you are able to, with ease, close the door, Foresight. It's almost as if it's simple. Oh. All that build-up for nothing. Wow. <laughs> you said almost. But yeah, now now's not much of a time for uh, exploring the room we're currently in. I think Riley's interested in moving, uh, continuing to move north. You said there's an archway to the north. That's what that is. Uh, this, is this is an archway, uh, and that I is see. a door, but it is open. Okay, perfect. Northern doorway. And just so you know, the bridge is not collapsed, <laughs> um, as it is here in the map. Uh, it is actually whole. Okay, perfect. And I'm assuming the door across the bridge open. Uh, it is. It is swinging back and forth. Uh, it's not wide open, but that would probably be due to the weather. I feel like Riley's going to run headfirst into a trap or an ambush, but that's okay. Someone has to. So. Yeah, across the bridge and through the door. All right. Everybody follows. Yep, a Rooney. Foresight. As you close the door behind you uh, and rush across with everybody else, uh, make me a reflex save. I will do that. My roof is... All right. That's, roof that's what I expected. My roof look. You know, when you go to the doctor and they give you a roof look text. Roof looks. 16. Alright, so you jump forward as a bolt of lightning comes down behind you and crashes into this bridge, causing it to kind of explode a little bit. But you dash forward and kind of grab onto the back of Adira and are just barely standing as this bridge begins to crumble. Oh, well, this is a dangerous job. At least it's harder to follow us, I guess. You're not wrong. So the uh, new room we're in. It's a long hall decorated with various paintings. It, it almost looks like a sort of like a collection. Items of interest, paintings, art, sculptures, uh, they can all be found here. And the uh, two doors to the north. This one is open. All right, the one on the right's open. So as Riley quickly moves across the room, he probably takes a very quick glance around just uh, like in a one to three seconds admiring the collection they have up here and um, knowing that if he returns to the party's original timeline or wakes up that it probably won't look this great when he gets back up here if he gets back up here there there is a sculpture that uh, that catches your eye uh, as you pass um, and I need anybody uh, that is attracted to females to make a will save Oh no, my weakness. Women? Yeah. Alright. 23. Yeah, maybe not. Riley got a 15. Well, what do you expect from elven blueberries? Damn. <laughs> yeah, that was ice cold. <laughs> Foresight cannot be tempted. Only grass can make him hard. <laughs> you stay away from my tree. <laughs> there are like eight things I want to say, three of which incriminate me, and the rest... Art spoilers for later. Mm. So, 
I'll okay. just leave it at sure. Uh, Why not? <laughs> I I do want to point out to Riley and Lee, well, to everybody, that the sculpture that is causing you to take will saves is exceedingly beautiful, not just in uh, the form of its, uh, like, its muse, but in its raw, like, quality. Like, never before have any of you seen a sculpture of such pristine and immaculate quality. Anyone with religion, or actually, it, it could be a 10, so uh, y'all can all make religion checks if you I'll roll in. Let's do it. No, I got a nat one for a two. Them some nice, nice titties. Gets me a ten. Right? Uh, well, I'm not trained in it, so ten. Okay. Uh, Foresight? Uh, that'd be a twenty-one. All right. So Leaf and uh, Adira would both recognize this as a sculpture of the goddess of beauty, Shailen. Foresight, you would know a little bit more about the goddess in general, and know that there is an otherworldly accuracy to this sculpture. It was not sculpted by the hands of mortals. It could not have been. He'll keep this information to himself until we're not in a pressing situation. All right. So Riley gets through the door, and the door to the right is open in this short hallway. The door to the left um, uh, is also slightly open, but you would notice that a water trail uh, on the floor that you didn't notice as you were crossing the art gallery leads straight to this room. From the door to the north? No, from where you're at. Weird. Okay. Like, uh... somebody was ahead of you and they tracked water in through, but, like, because you were like, oh, look, sculpture. Uh, you didn't see it before. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, in that case, I want to say that Riley moves to the open door to the right, but passing the northern door uh, maybe pushes it open slightly for a quick glance inside. It looks like a large and extravagant personal quarters, like a bedroom. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Well, fancy that. Let's go wreck someone's day by going through the open door. All right. You enter an even larger room. This one uh, furnished no less decoratively. Uh, a fireplace burns at the uh, eastern edge or eastern corner of the room. This looks like a den, uh, a medieval man cave, if you would. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. I have perception. 18. 18. You would notice on the far side of the room where it's circular, the uh, there is a large stepping dais. Like, okay. And then there's yep. like a big fancy fucking chair right here, like looking out a window. And you would notice that a man is standing beside it. A well-armored man. Okay. Awesome. Uh, is he looking out the window? Yes. Uh, then I guess Riley will take maybe about uh, move 15, about 15 feet in to give his allies a little room to fan out if they want or to stay behind. All right. So Leaf enters the room. Yep. Just kind of, kind of like step forward. And uh, look about the room. <laughs> All right. Foresight. Following Indira, tugged along by the rope. <laughs> and the man will turn, noticing you all enter at this point. Takes a long slog off of a uh, mug, tosses it to the ground, <clears throat> drawing a long sword 
picking a shield up off the chair. So you elven bastards have finally come as he readies himself to attack. And that's all for this time. Dun, 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 dun. Legit. It's time to fuck up a dream, dude, I guess. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'd like to thank our patrons, Brian Rafe, Don Bewley, and Tim Demuse. If you would like to show your support for the show with a contribution of any size, please head over to patreon.com forward slash eldritch dream. We have several tiers and goals. These can get you anything from exclusive content and special discord roles and rooms to a goal that will have our very own Chris, aka Riley Morheim, writing erotic fiction about the party. We appreciate each and every listen, rating, review, and donation that our fans shine down on us. Speaking of ratings and reviews, if you listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to share your thoughts. It helps increase our visibility and really helps us out. Want to hang out with us in our Discord? Send us a message on social media or check the episode description for a link. Welcome to the Hive. I'd like to shout out some of the other podcasts and creators that are in the Hive. Give them a listen and check out the episode description for their Twitter handles. Action Forge on YouTube, making varied videos related to TTRPGs. Fillmore's Crossing, a Spaghetti Western 5th Edition podcast. The Hideous Laughter podcast, playing the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. Our very own Chris, or Critically Accursed, on YouTube, doing Let's Plays. Hex Grid Heroes, a Starfinder homebrew podcast. Rusted Chrome, one of the character artists in our group. The Roaring Trainers, a Pokemon in the 1920s 5th edition podcast. The podcast for the Untimely Dead, playing Wraith the Oblivion in the World of Darkness system. The Wheeler Woe podcast, playing a Pathfinder 2nd edition playtest in a homebrew world. And Mystery Dungeon 9000, a multi-edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast in a 22-year-old living homebrew world. Until next time, everybody. May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.